In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Paul's letter today is really eye-opening for all of us. It's a, a reading that we often hear anytime we go to a wedding. Uh, when we come to the ceremony at church, this is one of the main readings that's read uh, at the ceremony at church for the sacrament of marriage. And I just absolutely love this letter because it talks about the gift of love and how important love is and really what love is. You know, this Sunday in the Chaldean church, every single year we go through the seasons of the church. So in the Chaldean church, we have seven seasons, right? Advent, Lent, the Apostles, Pentecost, all of these different seasons that we go through. And today uh, we begin the season of the church. And this is the last season uh, before we begin Advent and we prepare for Christmas. This season of the church is probably one of the most important seasons of all seven. Because in this time, we pray and we think and we read about the beauty of the church, the gift of our church. And that's what we see in the gospel today. You know, Peter proclaims that Jesus is the Christ, and Jesus says, You are Peter. On this rock I will build my church. Jesus gives the keys of the kingdom of heaven to Peter. Jesus gives Peter the church, gives him power and authority to the point where he even says, whatever sins you forgive are forgiven. Whatever sins you don't forgive are not forgiven. He gives him this power and this authority, and it's something that we have to be thankful for. One thing that I want to preach about is, how did I, just as a person, as a man, as a child of God, come to love God and to love his church because it was a long journey for me right I didn't just wake up one day and say that I'm in love with God it happened over time personally as a kid I was I dealt with a lot of rejection as a child you know when we talk about wounds when we talk about our childhood when I was a kid I felt rejected very much as a kid it was hard it was a difficult thing for me to go through a lot of my cousins didn't want to hang out with me because I was this good kid and they didn't want to be around this good kid because they thought I was a snitch, you know, and that I was going to go and tell their parents what they were doing. Even in school, you know, I was always the last kid that was picked for sport teams, right? Or when you're sitting in recess and they're picking who's going to play, I always was last. That affected me. That really hurt me. And it put me in this place where I felt like I wasn't loved. I wasn't appreciated, like no one cared for me, no one loved me. But there was one place where I received that love as a child, and it was literally every time I came to church. Every single time I came to church, every single time I stepped into church, it was like everything was gone. Right? All of those feelings of rejection, those feelings of being last, those feelings of not being wanted and not being loved were gone immediately as I stepped into church. And then I started to realize something, that God was my everything. That God was the one who loved me above everyone and more than anyone could ever give me. And so I wanted to dedicate my entire life to him. Because no one made me feel loved the way God did. No one gave me love the way Jesus did. No one made me feel the way I felt every time I was in his presence, every time I was in church. That led me eventually to the priesthood, praise be to God. And I always say that one of the reasons I'm a priest is because of my parents. 
My parents were a huge part of why I became a priest. And I didn't realize it until later on in life. I realized how I became a priest because of the marriage of my parents. I became a priest because of the love of my parents. My parents' marriage and their love changed me and it made me the man that I am. I learned what love is from God first, but then from my parents, from their love for each other, their marriage to each other. You know, my dad is your typical Chaldean dad. He works in the stores. He has stores. And if you are in the store business, you know how stressful that can be, how hard that can be, you know, on your family, on your life in general. And I just remember, I remember as a kid, every time my dad would walk into the house, every single time he would come home, and I knew he was exhausted, I knew he was tired, because I saw what he had to endure at work. And I saw what the, the hardship that it, it did on him and it took on him. But immediately as he walked into the house, when he saw my mom, when he saw his wife, all of those things were gone. All of that anxiety, all of that stress, whatever was on his heart was gone because he saw his wife. He saw the woman that he loved, the woman that he has given his complete life to. And then I started to realize that every time I walk into church, that's what happens to me. Every time I'm in front of the Eucharist, that's what happens. That when I'm with Jesus, what my mom does for my dad is what Jesus does for me. What my mom does for my dad, what his bride does for her husband, is what the church does for me. And that's how I knew I was called to be a priest. That's how I knew I had to give my complete life to God. My brothers and sisters, we're called to be in love with God, every single one of us. We're called to have a complete, undivided attention towards God. And that's what we're called to. And I'm blessed to have the parents that I have to learn that from their marriage and to see that in their marriage and to learn what love is from their marriage. I'm blessed to have that. I wouldn't be a priest without that. But God is calling us to love him and to love his church. And so how do we do that? The first thing that St. Paul says that really strikes me, he says, love does not insist on its own way. If we want to love, we have to forget our own way. We have to forget our own will and our own plans, our own desires and our own wants, and we have to put God and others before ourselves. That's what true love is. If I want to love God and I want to love His church, I have to learn that love is not about what I want. Love is not about my own way. Love is about God and His will and His way. The other thing that St. Paul says, he says, love does not rejoice in the wrong, but rejoices in the truth. Love rejoices in the truth. Think about the world today. How many people rejoice in what's wrong? The example I want to give you is very simple. Think of the amount of group chats that we are in, right? Think of the group chats we're in. Especially the moms that are in group chats with other moms from your schools, right? And think about how much evil, how much materialism, how much wrong is talked about just in a group chat. Even us men. How many of us men have group chats with our cousins and our other friends, our other guy friends, and how much evil can happen through a group chat? How many things are sent in a group chat that are wrong and sinful? Do we rejoice in the truth or do we rejoice in what's wrong? 
You see, we are afraid to rejoice in the truth, and we don't want to rejoice in the truth because we believe this lie that if I do that, if I tell people they're wrong, if I speak up, I'm going to look like the weird one. I'm going to look like this freak. I'm going to look like this loser, and no one's going to like me anymore. Well, let me tell you something. I was a loser. Going back to my childhood, I was rejected because I rejoiced in the truth and because I loved God with all of my heart. But today, I wouldn't have it any other way. I would not have it any other way. That I want to love God with all my heart and I want to rejoice in that and I want to let people know that despite what people are going to say, despite what people are going to think, because I'm not living for people, I'm living for God. I'm not living for the pleasure and pleasing other people. I'm living to please God. And so to rejoice in the truth is to live that way. That's what love is. To truly love is to change my mindset from pleasing people, from living for what people think about me, to pleasing God and living for how He thinks about me. That's what love is. To rejoice in Him. And the more we do that, the more joy we're going to have. I saw that in my parents and in their marriage as well, and I still see it. The rejoicing that they have in God together, but how that comes out. The more we rejoice, the more joyful and positive we're going to become. The more we rejoice in who God is. You know, I always love to think that God is a humorous God. God is a funny God. We forget that. We think that the Lord is just some old man that's sitting up on a chair up in heaven dictating what people should do. And that's not God. God has joy. God has humor. And I learned that from my parents. Just a simple example. My dad has an amazing sense of humor. Okay, My mom has wanted a lake house. Okay, And so she's always asked my dad for this. We always joke about it. We talk about it, even though it's not a big deal. We don't care. right? We don't need a lake house. We have Jesus. We have the Lord in our minds and our hearts. And so it's always been a conversation. Oh, let's get a lake house. Let's get a lake house. So one day, my dad told my mom to, to come downstairs. He said, Iptihal, I got you a lake house. So she comes downstairs, and they go outside, and she's thinking he's going to show her something on his phone, a house that he found on real estate. And so she says, okay, where is the lake house? He said, do you see that bucket with water outside? <laughs> There's a certain joy to that, right? Even in our own marriages, we forget to rejoice, to laugh. That life is not that serious. Even in our own relationship with God, we forget to rejoice and to laugh with the Lord. That life is not that serious. Life is not that complicated. It's okay to laugh. It's okay to be happy. It's okay to take life less seriously. We need to learn that in the Lord. The last thing that St. Paul says that struck me, he says, love endures all things. Love bears all things. If I want to love, if I want to live in this love, I have to learn to endure and to bear everything that comes my way. Again, I saw that in my parents over and over again. Because no marriage is perfect. No family is perfect, right? There are struggles and there's weaknesses that we all have. But I saw how my parents bore everything together, endured everything together, and how they continue to do that even in their lives. And it taught me to do the same. 
that no matter what comes my way, not to give up, but to live in that love of enduring things for Christ, of bearing my cross for Jesus. That's love. Love is living for God's will. Love is rejoicing in what's true, what's right. And love is enduring the hardships that come our way. When we do that, we will live in his love. My prayer for you in this Mass is that you would come to love God and love his church in a new and a beautiful way. Because our church is so beautiful. Our church is such a gift. And everything that the church offers us is an amazing gift from the Lord. From 2,000 years ago until today, Jesus is still loving us and pouring out his graces to us. And we have to be thankful for that. I've never regretted a day of my priesthood. I've never regretted it. Because I knew as a child that that feeling that I got every time I came before him would not go away. Because that's the power of Christ's love. That's the power of his church. That's the power of his Eucharist. And so I pray that you would experience that power in this Mass. Amen.